Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Shadu an la ilaha illallah. Shadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. In this small series of Ramadan concepts, we're going to discuss about the issue of the Quran very briefly. Now we all know about an event that took place 13 years before Hijrah, which was a communication and a revelation that changed the world forever, and it led to the establishment of the greatest civilization the world has ever seen. And what it established was a Deen. Not a religion, but a deen, a way of life, which redefined fundamental concepts, values, loyalties, systems, and redefined fundamentally the concept of ibadah, the concept of worship. This event which took place was nothing less than the revelation of the Qur'an to Muhammad wasallam during the month, during this blessed month of Ramadan, it was most scholars considered to have taken place during the night of power, Laylatul Qadr, Khairu min alfi shahr, better than a thousand months. And the very revelation of the very first ayah was very clear, very explicit in what it meant to redefine worship ibadah. But Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. Read. In the name of your Rabb. Rabb. That word Rabb. This ayah established and announced a fundamental shift in the concept of the relationship with God and the concept of worship. And the word Rabb. Bismi Rabbika alladhi khalaq Rabb. We translate it as Lord. And as we should understand from the expressions, Rabb is the one who effectively owns you and has complete authority over you. Rabb is considered to be the one who you submit in full obedience and you can never say no to his command. Rabb is the one that would direct you, regulate you to the extent that the Rabb would determine whether you live or whether you die. Now to understand the subject matter of Rabb in context of its revelation in the very first ayah and the emphasis associated with it, there was a man in Mecca called Amr ibn Hay. He was slaughtered thousands of animals for the pilgrimage that used to take place by the mushrikeen and he would feed all the people. And because of all of these actions that he undertook to look after the affairs of the people, People chose him as their Rabb. And because of this blinding trust and devotion, he introduced idol worshipping from Asham upon the people and they obeyed him and worshipped what he instructed them to worship. This was the complete submission and obedience that they had for their Rabb and what was introduced as Jahiliyyah to Mecca. So from this, اقرأ بسم ربك الذي خلق Read in the name of your Rabb. 
this very first verse challenged the status of the Rabb and who is deserving to be the Rabb, to be worshipped and obeyed and the one who created you, fed you, clothed you, gave you this world and gave each one of us the manner and detail on what and how to worship. This is what the Qur'an established in the very first revelation. The status of Rabb, the status of the Creator and the status of the worship that is associated with the Creator. And this word worship, this word ibadah, it comprises of three elements. It is to lower oneself, it is to submit, and it is to have absolute obedience in undertaking all actions. Yeah, Lowering oneself, submission, and obedience in undertaking all actions. If we look to some of the definitions given by the scholars of the past, Ibn Kathir, in his Tafsir al-Qur'an al-Azim, said, quote, Ibadah is the obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by acting upon what he commands and abandoning what he forbids. And this is the reality and essence of Islam. And the meaning of Islam is submission and surrender to Allah the Most High along with the utmost compliance, humility and submissiveness to him. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Tamiyyah said that ibadah is obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by carrying out what he commanded on the tongues of his messengers. And he also went on to say, Ibadah is a collective term for everything which Allah loves and is pleased with from amongst the sayings and inward and outward actions. This is from his book Majmul Fatawa. And in context of Rabb, and in context of the redefining of worship towards the Rabb, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remember the Quraysh could have accepted the belief in God as presented by Rasulullah sallallahu had it been no different from all the other hundreds of gods that already existed, that people worshipped and would come annually for the pilgrimage to worship. Because all these gods had two qualities about them if not three. One, they were very personal. Number two, they did not challenge the society. They rather coexisted and lived within the dominance and the prevalence of the Meccan society. And number three, as an off point, they were not established upon a deep intellectual basis. And fundamentally, they were not from the Creator, i.e. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the reality is the Quraysh could not tolerate the declaration of the Shahada from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because they understood what it meant. They understood that this worship meant to take this worship out of private, into public. They knew this worship meant to take and establish an authority that would undermine and remove the existing authority which the Quraysh had held. That is what they understood what worship meant. And remember what Allah says in the Quran, Rahman Rahim. 
in translation of the meaning, and verily we have sent amongst every ummah a messenger saying, worship Allah and avoid the tahut. Exactly. There is no message and there is no messenger after Islam and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is the final message. We have the final messenger in the best of creation, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And every messenger before him, every prophet before him came with the same concept, which was to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and avoid and reject the Dawood. Therefore, it was clear from the very Shahada, clear from the very first revelation, that there was a negation of everything associated with the worship of anything. La ilaha. A negation of everything and everything associated to worship with that everything. Illallah. Except the belief and the worship in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And let me put that in context of today. Remember, the Quraysh could not tolerate the Shahada because they understood what it meant. It was an all or nothing statement. When you accept it, it means you give up everything. That is how they understood the concept of belief and the concept of having to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which to give up everything, not just to accept a part. It was an all or nothing game. That is how it is. That's how they understood it. Compare that to today by an analogy that I'm going to give. If we go to a car showroom to buy a car and we speak to the car dealer and say, look, I want to buy a car. If the car dealer comes back to you with a steering wheel, with four seats and says, there you go, here's a car. What would we do? We would reject it and say, that is not a car. He says to you, oh, you're driving a really hard bargain. He goes back and comes back with a gearbox, with a set of, a set of tires. He goes, and he goes, I'll throw in the fluffy dice that you have in the rearview mirror. There you go, here's your car. We will still reject it. Why? This is not a car. These are parts of a car. We don't accept parts of a car. We came to purchase a car. He goes back and comes with an engine. We still will reject it because we came to purchase a car. The entire thing, not parts of a car. That is not the basis of this transaction. If we understand that as a basic concept, how could it be that we have tolerated accepting parts of Islam when the transaction that we have in the concept of worship is we can only accept the whole of Islam. As Allah tells us clearly in the Quran, Islam, that the only deen acceptable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Islam. And also, that, the, that Allah has perfected for us this deen, Islam, and this is what we have been given, the deen as a whole. And we have the other ayah in the Quran, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ يَبْتَغْ غَيْرِ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْهُ وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Whoever wants a deen other than Islam, it will never be accepted. And such a person will be from the losers. 
that why is it we accept to pray, we accept to fast, we enjoy the blessings of Ramadan, we give the zakah, we give the sadaqah, we look after our parents. All of this are parts of Islam, but they are not Islam. These are all parts of Islam. We never accept parts of a car when purchasing a car. In this transaction with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how can we accept parts of Islam when the transaction necessitates that this worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala necessitates we must accept only full Islam, complete Islam, kamil, complete, nothing less. Therefore it is critical for us to understand the correct concept of worship for the following reasons. Number one, if we misunderstand the concept of worship, it impacts how we view what actions we define to be important or unimportant because we build this dichotomy in our mind which is something is spiritual or something which is not spiritual or something which is more Islamic and something which is less Islamic. This dichotomy that we have started to make has nothing to do with Islam. This is the result of secularism and we must reject it because we end up focusing upon the ritual actions of Islam while ignoring and neglecting other fundamental obligations of Islam which are there to protect the entirety of Islam like establishing the deen completely as a political system. Secondly, if we misunderstand the concept of worship, it results in Muslims effectively reducing the month of Ramadan to rituals, albeit fundamental rituals that we need to perform which are an obligation, but we lose the real opportunity of this blessed month of Ramadan and connect it to the concept that this is the month of the Qur'an, this is the month of Islam, this is the month of unity, this is the month of victory. If we misunderstand the concept of worship, point number three, it means that we will be taken advantage over. We will be exploited by other nations and states that will dominate, dictate, subjugate our politics and our economics. Isn't that the reality which you face today already? Look to our lands across the Muslim world. How they are dictated, how they are dominated and how they are subjugated to the whims and the political interests of Western colonial masters. And that we have governments and regimes who have no love for this thing. If we misunderstand this concept of worship, it impacts our next generation and what they understand of what truly worship is. If we compromise, our next generation will compromise. If we become pragmatic, our next generation will become pragmatic. If we only raise our hands for dua, believing that is the only way to solve our problem, our next generation will do exactly the same thing. Our loss is the loss of our next generation. Our neglect becomes the neglect of the next generation. This is wholly unacceptable. And finally, if we misunderstand the concept of worship, the most obvious point, it impacts each one of our akhirah and how we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day when there is no shade except the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In conclusion, the Qur'an was revealed in this blessed month 
and being revealed in this blessed month, it redefined worship in a unique and comprehensive way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala redefined Rabb to be Himself, the Creator, the Sustainer of the Universe, and commanded all of us to worship Him. وَمَا خُلَطُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبَدُونَ Allah says, I have not created jinn or man except to worship me, i.e. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This Qur'an is the basis of our elevation in life in all aspects, spiritual, moral, social, economic, political. And what we dearly miss today is the absence of Islam in our political life, which would organize and protect all the other elements which I just referred to. Not only should we connect to the Qur'an in this manner, we should not allow or tolerate those who seek to separate the Muslims from the Qur'an in a comprehensive manner. Remember the warning that was given to Rasulullah Sallallahu And judge between them by what Allah has revealed and do not follow their desires from the truth that has come to you. This was Allah warning Rasulullah not to deviate from the truth. If this was a warning for the Blessed Prophet who could never deviate, imagine how big of a warning it is for us if we deviate and go back to taking only parts of Islam like what the Quraysh wanted the Prophet to do. Final point from me to end with. In this blessed month, there is no better way to gain immense reward then by reconnecting to the Qur'an completely and reflecting this in our actions. And I want to end this with a quote from Abdullah ibn Masood, one of the companions of Rasulullah when he said, The Qur'an was revealed to you for doing actions. So translate your recitation into action. There are people amongst you who recite the Qur'an from first to last and do not omit a single word but they do not translate it into actions. So inshallah, in this blessed month of Ramadan, as we become close to the Qur'an, and read and recite the beautiful words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let us translate this into actions, into worship, in the comprehensive way in which the Qur'an should be taken, and the manner in which Islam should be understood and implemented. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.